With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Coach Unplugged is brought to you by great people over at TeachHoops.com. For coaches who want to get better, from the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. Here is your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Coach Unplugged, episode 593. Um, today, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, this is a three-part series with Brock and I, um, just kind of talking about he wants to become a coach. He's a young, he's a young um, coach that kind of reached out to me, and I sat down with him for about an hour and a half, and we talked about some things that he needed to do. And I thought that would interest all of you. So um, enjoy. But before we do that, we'd like to give a shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish. Like I said yesterday, the only company that has designed a shooting machine specifically to work outside in your driveway uh, on the road. Um, so easy to use. If you want to become a better shooter, you got to shoot. So go over and check that out. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Um, it's the one-stop Netflix shop for basketball coaches. Come over, join us, join our community. Can't imagine a better time right now when we're all stuck at home to sit and talk basketball. So come join our community. You will not be disappointed. Um, and subscribe. If you like these podcasts, the reviews and subscribe is something that doesn't cost you a lot, but it will help. All right, let's head off to the podcast. I just spent an hour and a half in the grocery store shopping for my parents and um, my mother-in-law. So I was like, oh, my God. It was like a, was like a war zone. With you. Did they uh, restock? They did. They did. And they have um, – so I jumped in. Like seven to eight is for elderly, and then I jumped in at eight. Okay. Um, and it wasn't too busy. So it was, it was good. I mean, it's, there's a few things missing, but um, – All right. They said they're well stocked for three, uh, three weeks at least, three or four weeks. So, are they kind of? Are they? Are you not even like going? Well, my dad's eighty six. My mom's like eighty one or something. And okay. I, I don't ask how old my mother in law is. So, <laughs> <laughs> they just they shouldn't be out actually. So I, it's fine. I went just. I kept my winter gloves on and yeah, sanitized when I got home best I could. But yeah. All right, go ahead. Shoot away. You got questions? I do. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. 
I'm just switching into the teaching field and okay. um, it's going to take me like a year and a half to finish. It's going to be like a master's in special ed. Um, well, if you're a special ed teacher, you'll get a job. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> that was part of the reason why I wanted to do it. I mean, I enjoy, I mean, I, I have a little experience with it. Right. Through teaching and stuff like that, but. Okay. But yeah, and I've talked to some of the guys I've coached with that's been special ed teachers and they said that's the field to go into. Right. If you want to get a job or get hired to be a coach, probably a good, yeah, because there'll usually be an opening. I know there were jobs I was looking at early and I was a math teacher and there were not, there weren't any open, I mean, they wanted math teachers, but there weren't any openings. Wow. So. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah. So I think that's a good move. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, the other thing I was wondering is like for you personally, like, would you still coach if you weren't uh, a teacher? Like, I mean, I mean, if you didn't teach, um, I messed up the question. Would you still teach if you weren't able to coach or would you do a different profession? Uh, that's like, that's a loaded question. <laughs> um, would I be a teacher if I had to do it over again? Um, that's a great question. Uh, I don't really love where the profession's gone, to be honest with you, but I'm a math teacher. So I think the swing is going to come back. Um, I mean, I've never gone to, I've never gone to work a day in my life. So that's a good thing. Cause I, I mean, I'm actually missing my students and stuff right now. Yeah. So from that standpoint, I mean, I, I mean, I wish I was compensated at the appropriate way a teacher should be. Um, so that would be my only issue with teaching. Uh, would I coach and not teach? Um, it's done. I think it's harder. It's definitely harder. Uh, really? I think so. I think, it, I mean, it's much, first of all, I, I would never, I would never take a job that I wasn't in the building probably teaching in retrospect. Mm -hmm. Um, and the reason being is those, those relationships you build with the kids. I even see it when people are in middle schools and have to, they better have really good assistance in the high school. Um, and again, it depends on the size of the community. If it's a small community, it might be a little bit easier. Uh, but I, the amount of brush fires I've put out in 25 years, the amount of little things I've had to deal with, um, you know, even all the stuff with this coronavirus and mm -hmm. kind of connecting with my guys before school shut down. Cause I knew it was, I, I could just feel it coming. Mm -hmm. Um, it, I think that's just super important. Um, coaching is so much i mean if you're if you're um you know if you're uh if you're tony bennett then it's about getting guys right he's a great x and o guy but it's about getting guys those guys it's about getting guys when you're a high school coach it's about it's about having players and developing them but it's also about the relationships um because you don't want to lose them to soccer you don't want to lose them to football right. oh, yeah. um so all those things and then you know, some of my best players over the last 10 years have been football players, but they were football players that were playing basketball. They weren't basketball players that were playing football. So, which is fine, but they, but I had built that relationship where it was still important enough to them and they were competitive enough. So that's why I think being in the building is, is right. crazy important. Like I've said on some of my podcasts, I, uh, I have food in my room all the time. I mean, I got to go in on Friday because that's our day we can go in. And I got to basically, I mean, I have food in there all the time because that's the way they come see me. Right. <laughs> Otherwise, they won't want to see you as much. No, but they just, I mean, I don't leave my room a lot. I'm teaching yeah. and it's like, I'm not getting out. And I, you know, I have some of them in class, but 
they will come to me if I have food, um, which is good. It's like you know, teenage, a way to a teenage boy's heart is through his stomach. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So I always have food. You know, the healthy stuff doesn't go quite as fast as the bad stuff. But um, so that I'm building that relationship with them and it slowly over time. Um, and it takes them a little, you know, the, the shy ones, it takes a while to, you know, come in, say hi. You know, we work on all that kind of stuff. So, um, I mean, I might take a job that I know that eventually I could. Like maybe I was a fire teacher and I could get in the middle right. school and then eventually I could get in the high school. I would probably do that. But I think it's super important. Especially um, as a head coach, you're saying. Especially as a head coach. Assistant coach, it doesn't, you know. Yeah. Assistant coach, it doesn't matter as much. Um, but as a head coach, yeah. Just because you're dealing, it's like being the CEO. You got you to gotta go to you still got to go to work every day and see everybody. Mm -hmm. The one thing that you said, I think is really interesting in the high school that I'm at uh, as it relates to like football and basketball. Cause I, I think a football player can be molded into such a great basketball player just because of the, the tenacity and the aggressiveness and the toughness. But at the end of the day, basketball is like a skill sport. Right. So in our high school, like a lot of the good basketball players don't end up playing because they get sucked up by football. And then that, commits most of their time doesn't make any sense though you know like, i've got two guys in the nfl right now that played foot basketball for me you know jester yeah. and Garis both played foot played basketball for me they're football they're nfl football players <laughs> i think jake ferguson could be an nfl football player so be like i could have three guys in the nfl that have played over the last seven eight years and so how do you negotiate that like or how do you balance that when the you know the football you know, well, you also got to you got to convince them of their role. Like, yeah. like you know, you're not going to be the star of this thing, but here's what you can do, and we'll win. We can win. Like, yeah. they got to be both. Both Doris Fountain and and Jester Wea were both defenders. Like, mm -hmm. I could I convinced them that they wanted to defend and just shut the other person's right. best player down. So it became like a personal thing for them to just shut the opponents down. So it's almost like I said, it's like playing in the secondary, man. I mean, they were both receivers, but I said, yeah. it's like playing in the secondary. You're just shutting these guys down. And then, you know, you can do it to the point where they're so athletic. If they're football players that you don't even have to worry about help side B, the other four guys can play help side. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying it's like, and Jake was just a muscle, you know, I'm going to rebound. So they're not going to be finesse guys, but they can be physical defender guys. Mm -hmm. Um so you gotta you gotta kind of get that football mentality of like you know hey don't you want to play with your friends don't you right you got to get the friend thing you got to get the competitive thing and you got to give them a specific role if you do that then you can convince them of it I think my then my question is like on the offensive side like in running like regular offense and yep. you're not probably the shooting skills and all that like nope I got them attacking the rim I do. Okay. I have them attacking the rim. Okay. And they go to the offensive glass like it's no tomorrow. So that's their that's their job. Attack the glass, attack the rim. If you miss a layup, we're not going to be mad. But just Who attack. cares about that? I don't care. Yeah. Not, whatever. Because they'll probably get their own rebound. And mm -hmm. and, and if they're sagging, it, when you sag off somebody, it's harder to box them out. So let's say okay. let's say let's say you're let's say you're the guy I'm defending um, that can't score. Okay, yeah. so you're at the three-point line, and I got a foot in the paint. Great. It, as soon as someone else shoots the ball, you go try to box out an athletic guy from the three-point line when you're in the paint. Yeah. Virtually impossible. Right. So it almost sucks them out toward them to make them defend them if you go to the offensive glass. That's what I found out. It was kind of by experiment, but it's like, oh, crap, they're not even guarding them. 
well, mm-hmm. these two obviously are wide receivers in the NFL right now. Hopefully, Darius comes off of his injury, yeah. but um, they couldn't. You couldn't stop them. Like if they went to the glass, you couldn't stop them. Right. I mean, yeah. And that's awesome. That's demoralizing. When it's the, oh yeah, and in a huge in a huge way, yes. And get um, some hand sanitizers. We talked here. Second, oh my grocery shop. Um, what you know, in certain sports, I feel like it's just about like having the guys and the dogs. But like, um, like how much does it your team's success as a basketball team depend on having good players? And then, is there kind of a the second part of the question? Is there enough time to develop average basketball players from freshman year to a conference championship winning team by their senior year? Or so my saying is there's two types of coaches, coaches with players and ex-coaches. Um, okay. <laughs> That's what I think. I think you got it. Okay. Have- so, the, so, but, but I've been, I'm, I mean, I've, I mean, yeah, they just did an interview with my son and I, and they basically, part of the conversation on the interview was I said, you take my 12, top 12 guys, I can make a run at the sweet 16, like in their prime. I could make a run at it. You know, Wesley's in the NBA. Wow. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. When you list, you know, I got every one of them, all 12 of them are division, high division one majors. So, mm-hmm. anyway, so obviously I've had talent, so I can say that jokingly. Right. But um, an example of, I think you can be competitive and I think you can make a run at a conference championship with, I mean, Drew's going to hate that I say this, but my son's that kind of kid. He's a, he, he's, 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 um, He's vertically challenged, right? He's six foot and he's, you know, he's got 24 inch, 26 inch vertical. He's like, it, right. you know, it's whatever, but he can shoot the three, like no freaking tomorrow. So, <laughs> so you can, what you basically have to do, if, if you're going to take average freshmen and make them so you can run and make a conference championship is you got to figure out what everybody's role is going to be. Hey everybody, how you doing? Um, I want to give a big shout out to, first of all, please subscribe and like and leave a review. Those really do mean a lot to us. Also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. We all want to get better. We're asking our kids to to become better on their own right now. So why don't you become better too as a coach? Um, But before we do that, I'd like to give a big shout out to VO. It is the affordable sports camera for all of you. It, It records, it's easy to set up. It's 180 degrees. You'll never miss anything on the court. Um, and they'll give you $100 off. So go over and check them out. I don't think you'll be disappointed. I know all of you have seen other things out there that sometimes miss or mounted in your gym and can't go with you. This is portable. Vo.co backslash unplugged. Um, when we check out, you'll give 100 You'll put in unplugged 100 off, and they'll give you $100 off. I'll put this down in the show notes. Let's head off to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to be the point guard. You're going to be a three-point shooter. You're going to be a re. I mean, you got to, you got to find the niche or the niche, whatever way you say it, yeah. um, to get into, to, to play. So when I have my postseason meetings with my guys, which I only got through half of them before this lockdown, Jeez. um, so I'm not sure I'm going to do them in a park in June or something. <laughs> Basically I spell it out. I, I, I'll, I'll tell kids, I said, I'll, I, and I'll use Drew's example. I said, the only reason he got on the court is he didn't turn the ball over. Like his turnover, these are like eight turnovers in the entire season. Mm-hmm. And he could shoot the three. He, right. he figured out how to get on the court. That's what I tell kids. It's like, what can you bring to me so I have to play you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, maybe you're the ball handler and I have no other ball handlers. Great. Then I'm going to have to play you. Or maybe you're Darius or, or Jester who can defend and I'm going to play you. So 
you can do that. It's just you got to find the right kids that are willing to buy in. I'll take the I'll take the average kid that I can make above average rather than the above average kid that can be exceptional, as long as they have the right attitude. Because right. that average kid is going to run through a wall for me, and when right. we have to pull the ball out, it's going to do what we need to do. The above average kid think they might think they know more than me. Um, so yes, you can do it. It just takes a lot more work, and you and hopefully they're not they're a little bit above average by the time they're freshmen. And that's where the youth program comes in. Mm-hmm. You know. Teach, teach them how to shoot, teach them how to dribble, teach them how to shoot. Two main things. <laughs> I mean, I can teach them the rest of the stuff. I can teach them the defense. I can teach them the offense. I can teach them how to rebound. I can. So for an under, for a, what, what, what a feeder program, you think sh- knowing how to shoot and dribble is way more important than knowing offense or defense. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's important. And I was talking to a coach the other day. I don't remember where he's from, but um, I think it's important to spell out like here's the basic fundamentals we want in third grade. Here's what we want in fourth grade. Here's sure. what we want in fifth grade. But again, usually that's dad's coaching, blah, 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 blah. You know, that 10,000 shot club that, um, you know, repetition. Like I, I'm, I'm like scrambling right now with my, my coaches because I'm trying to figure out if I might not see my guys for two months. Hmm. So we're trying to figure out how can we do workouts? How can they be accountable? You know, how can they get off their Xbox? um you know that kind of thing so we're, we're thinking of maybe having a videotape their workouts yep a couple of days a week send them in um those kind of things so um yeah we're just trying to figure out how to navigate the here's what you need to do and here's how you can be accountable for it kind of thing but um the the thing that like that i see a lot especially in like big big sports like football and, and basketball is with the, with the AAU and, and the seven on seven, the specialized training. One thing that it's like really bothering me is like some of these sports that, especially basketball, which should never be this way. It's become pay to pay, pay to play a little bit. And like we go to school and you won't see one non-white kid at all on any of the, on any of the basketball teams. And granted, like we're a mostly white school, but there's kids in the building that would play, but they can't afford like even the high school camps. And then but these and what's kids- the rule? What's the rules and contact in your state? Uh, I don't know. What do you mean by that? Can you have contact off season? Can you work? Can you work them out? I mean, I every, think you can specific. I, I don't. That's what I want to learn. You got to learn those rules, because like I can't during like if we're in school right now, I can't do anything with my guys. Then once the summer comes, then there's like I have five contact days. I can run stuff outside of school. I can. There's other contact things that I can do um, that I can't do right now. Um, so. Yeah, that's so what you have to do that, like for the kids that like, because I hate that, like only the kids that have money. to Right. Go to well, the other kids just need some direction. They probably all got a phone. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. You know, and, and, you know, I can send you some workout stuff. We're, we're working on ours right now. But um, so I, uh, yeah, I mean, they all have access to YouTube and they, I mean, mm-hmm. they need a ball, you know, right. exactly. <laughs> Yeah, all they need is a ball. There's a there's a basket somewhere they can find outside, especially as the weather's. Where are you located? Uh, northwest suburbs, so Arlington Heights, Small Prospect, just uh, Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. Yep. My sister in law used to live in Libertyville. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, That's cool. In Naperville, and I had a friend, and uh, I had a friend when growing up that lived in Oak Park. Okay, um, sure. Yeah. There we are. We're the first city to shut everything down. Around. Who was? Oak Park. Oak Park. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, and then what you have to do is, 
um, you have to find a family that's willing to adopt one of those high risk kids and take them along on everything. I'm dead serious. Yeah. It's like, it's like the Sandra Bullock movie. What's what movie was that? Um, Inside. Yeah. It's gotta be like that. Like I'm not literally saying move in with them, but like, you know, this will make Johnny better. What you do is convince that parent that this kid will make this kid, it will make their son better too. It will. Right. Um, so that's where you got to kind of build that, you know, bridge those gaps. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's plenty of, there's a lot more stuff than when I was growing up for them as far as access goes, but you're right. You, and you got to go quote unquote, recruit those kids in your school and say, Hey, you got to come out. Let's, right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause That's they're already walking in the hallways. You're, yeah. not, you're not recruiting them. You're just recruiting them to play basketball. Right. now. You got to get them young. Yeah, but yeah. You know, that's what I noticed too. Is like by sophomore or even junior year, they're like cashed out because they think like, well, there's no chance. Right, there's no chance. I'll go play football. I'll run track. I'll do. Yeah, you know. yeah, I agree. <clears throat> um, so I I don't know how much time we have. I should have said in the beginning. That's all right. Keep going. I I <laughs> I gotta I gotta run the groceries at some point, but we're good. Okay. Yeah. This is my birthday, and like this is like I was so excited that you like. Oh, I'm sorry, happy birthday. Yeah, well, I mean, talk to me on my birthday, <laughs> dude. That's like a punishment. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I like coaching is just like where I feel alive. Um, but like I, I would love to be a head coach, and the reason I'd want to be a head coach of basketball, uh, like football and baseball, were my sports. But the reason I, I want to do basketball is because I think basketball is like a more manageable group. Football, I think, is going to be going away on the high school level. Just oh, Okay, so here's my a couple things. First of all, I agree. I, I love having 12 to 15 guys. Yeah. Because I can actually build a relationship with them. That's the first thing. And I'm not like, you, there's the secondary coach, there's that. I don't love that. Yeah. I, I, I predict that our my kids' kids will be the last ones to play football mm-hmm. the way we know it now. Right. The girls, the girls that are in my class right now that are seniors aren't letting their kids play for the most part. Wow. Because they know the concussion stuff. It's coming out. I mean, oh yeah. It's it's yeah. They're gonna have to change the rules substantially to keep the game. Now, will they? Probably because it's a billion dollar industry right. in the NFL. Um, but they're gonna have to do something because it can't be the same game um that it is. So that's why I think that's a that's a plus for uh that's a plus for basketball. So, so do you have a plan? Do you have a plan about how to become a head coach? Now, some of it's gotten twisted because of the summer's basically right. toast, I think. Well, that's the thing. I kind of want to like lay out to you, like the reasons I'd want to be a head coach. Okay. List my strengths and my weaknesses. I want you to like, let me know if like that's enough to be a head coach. Or okay. if it makes sense. So the reasons I would want to be a head coach is I, like, I'd love to set a culture of the program. Yep. Love to positively impact and mentor coaches and then build positive relationships with the students and really hopefully help them, you know, with whatever they want to do post high school. And then, and then the last one is my hope is that head coach is to get the best athletes to play and do my best to create equal opportunities for the best players to play and not let politics get in there. Perfect. I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the perfect reason to go into it. Okay. <laughs> um, but then like my strengths and my weaknesses, I feel like is what hurts me. Like, like I'm, okay. my strengths are like super positive. I, I hate like negative coaches. Okay. Competitive, love to win. Building individual relationships are my positives. But then my weaknesses is like I'm not next to those guys. Like I'm not a creative play designer. Right. I'm not super organized uh, and, and efficient at this point. Um, 
but like like i just know i won't be the smartest guy in the room that oh, can that's okay you don't have to be the smartest guy in the room trust me <laughs> uh, uh i um my brother tells me every time i walk into a room with him i'm not the smartest guy I mean, I went to Dartmouth and he went to Dartmouth and then Harvard. So, you know, it's like, oh, I'm, dumb. So I'm the dumb one in the family. Yeah, yeah of course. Swear to God. Uh, anyway, uh, so X and O stuff, the o there's a couple things. First of all, um, the only way you're going to get good at X's and O's is do it. Yeah. Read, watch, ask, and then coach as much as you can. I yeah. mean, swear to God, I've coached 600 high school basketball games. I still feel like I don't know what I'm doing. So, um, <laughs> You have to, you, the only, you just got to, it's like getting thrown in the deep end. You learn to swim, you just got to go do it and try it. And this will work and this won't work and blah, blah, blah. You just don't want to do that with your first job being an important one. You want to do it with. Right. It's like the Beatles, you know, the Beatles played 50,000 hours before they became the Beatles in like mm -hmm. dive bars in England. So you want to go out and do all your stuff on a Saturday in AU. Well, yeah. when you mess up, you mess up. It doesn't matter. So the X and O stuff is just, oops, the X and O stuff is just about practice. Read, watch, ask, do. Those are basically the things I say for young coaches. The organized part is an issue. Yeah. Um, but as you move up the pecking order, it becomes easier. Okay. Um, because then you just hire people to do that for you. Right. <laughs> um, like I have, like I, you probably heard on my podcast, I have three assistant coaches. One's my basically graduate my my, my op, basketball operation guy he does all the crap that i don't want to do he's yeah. so good i was texting him yesterday about what we're we gonna do in the summer da, da, da. i mean I, if nate quits i'm done probably anyway so because he does all that stuff it's perfect yeah. and then i've got and then i've got um i've got an x and o guy that i can always like we should do this we should try this he says you're doing too much steve he's always my and then you should have a question guy a guy yeah. that's always like why are you doing that why aren't you doing that? You sure you want to do that? Think about that, blah, blah, blah. So I've got all three of those on my staff at this point. That takes time mm -hmm. <laughs> um, to find those pieces. Right. Uh, you don't need three X and O guys and no, no building community guys. Right. So take some time to find. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. If you did, please go over and leave that five-star review on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Acast, wherever you listen to these podcasts. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com uh, for coaches who want to get better. It is my baby. Um, learn all my secrets of how I was able to win 80% of my high school games, three state titles, multiple conference championships. Um, let me help you through this great journey we call coaching. All right. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.